This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 1st of March. In your sport today, the latest findings of CTG in sport. Russia is out of the World Cup. Cricket Australia dismisses a death threat. And when celebrations take a wrong turn. This is your sport today. We start today with a bit of science. Uh, Yesterday, the Medical Journal of Australia released the findings from the first three years of the Australian Sports Brain Bank. And what was found was that more than half of the donors had CTE and half of those committed suicide. Uh, First things first, Gabs, tell us what the Brain Bank and CTE is. Yeah, Fez, so CTE stands for Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy, which is a degenerative brain disease that's associated with repeated blows to the head. CTE is commonly linked with contact sports like the footy codes here in Australia, American football in the US, and then in soccer players and boxers. Now, CTE can only be diagnosed post-mortem, but its symptoms do include memory loss, changes in behaviour, depression, and anxiety. So what happened was in 2018, the Australian Sports Brain Bank was established, and its goal is to better understand the association between CTE with repetitive head injury in sport and elsewhere. Now, the Brain Bank is just that, a collection of brains donated by athletes, most of whom played contact sport. What's been released is the findings of the first 21 donors and the strong links with CTE. Yeah, so of those 21 donors, 17 played either Aussie Rules or one of the rugby codes here in Australia, and 12 of those were found to have had CTE. Now, only one donor showed no signs of neurodegeneration or brain damage, and of the 12 that had CTE, six of them committed suicide, and that includes former AFL players Danny Frawley and Shane Tuck. Dr. Michael Buckland is a senior neuropathologist and founder of the Brain Bank, and he says that while the sample size is small, CTE may be a suicide risk factor. Three of the 12 donors who had CTE were under 35 and Dr. Buckland said it was disturbing to see amateur athletes or semi-professionals have CTE as well. Yeah, more than 600 amateur and professional athletes have pledged to donate their brains to the Australian Sports Brain Bank. So expect to hear more on this research when it's completed. To some news just in from Europe now where world football's governing body FIFA and European football have suspended Russian teams from all international competitions because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Gabs, what's the latest? Yeah, so what this means is that Russia will not compete in its World Cup qualifying matches this month, which effectively means that they're out of the World Cup in Qatar later this year. Russian club Spartak Moscow is also out of the European club competition, the Europa League, and Russia's women's team is now out of the Women's European Championships. Fez, overnight, the International Olympic Committee recommended all sporting federations and event organisers to not allow Russian or Belarusian athletes to to compete in international competitions. Yeah, this is just the latest in sports around the world sanctioning Russia's actions in Ukraine. We've already seen Formula One, tennis, swimming and other sports bodies remove events from Russia because of the conflict. 
To Pakistan now, where Australia's men's team is preparing for the first test on Friday, but overnight, Cricket Australia has dismissed a death threat against spin bowler Ashton Agar. Gabs, what can you tell us about this one? Yeah, so Agar's wife, Madeline, was sent a message on Instagram shortly after the Aussies arrived in Pakistan on the weekend. Now, part of the message said that if Agar went to Pakistan, then he would not come back alive. Cricket Australia, the Pakistan Cricket Board, and both government security agencies have said they've looked into it and they do not consider it a risk. Now, this is the first time Australia has toured Pakistan for 24 years because of security fears, and Pakistan has only hosted six test matches since a 2009 terrorist attack on the Sri Lankan team bus, but the Aussies have head of state-level security and reportedly feel extremely safe. Well, that first test is on Friday and it's on in prime time with each day starting at 4pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So, Gabs, that's my weekend sorted. <laughs> uh, today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. What was the test series scoreline on Australia's last test tour of Pakistan? Help us out, Gabs. Well, I know Mark Taylor did very well. What I'll say is that there were three tests in that series. Three tests. What was the result? Find out the answer at the end of the show. On to some AFLW news now. And yesterday it was confirmed Collingwood's vice-captain Brittany Bonici and St Kilda's Ree Watt will miss the rest of the season with knee injuries. Both players ruptured their anterior cruciate ligament or the ACL. And Gabs, it's been a common injury this season. Yeah, it has. And Benici and Watt are the 11th and 12th players to suffer an ACL injury dating back to the start of pre-season training. Now, researchers found that women are two to five times more likely to suffer ACL injuries than men. And that number jumps to more than nine times when comparing AFLW players to the men in the AFL. Now, it's been long thought that the difference in injury rates is genetic, but a new study is looking at other factors like upbringing, the way boys and girls play at school and social pressures to try to explain the difference. Football Australia has been onto this for a decade and it's got specialised programs for women's players with the aim to avoid more knee injuries. Uh, I've put a link in the episode notes if you want to read more about the study and Football Australia's program. A couple of weeks ago, we told you about the AFL's financial results for last year. Well, now it's the NRL's turn and Gabs chairman Peter Volandis says the game is in a stronger position than it was before the pandemic. Yeah, look, maths was never my strong suit, but a $43.1 million surplus for the 2021 season sounds pretty good to me. And Fez, the important thing to point out about that number is that the NRL also had to pay around $30 million dealing with COVID, which included bringing all 16 teams to Queensland for the second half of the season. Now, the result means the NRL can give clubs more money this year, and it's a big win for the players because they're going to get about five. $5.5 million back this year after they took pay cuts to help the league stay financially secure during COVID. Yep, revenue, cash grants and cash reserves are all up and those numbers could get even higher next year when broadcast deals worth more than $400 million kick in. There was big news in the motorsports yesterday when Kiwi driver Scott McLaughlin won the season opening IndyCar race in Florida, but Gabs, his celebrations have got just as much attention as his win on the track. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. Look, I am going to start with the race because this was McLaughlin's first ever IndyCar win after he moved to America following a very successful career in the V8 supercars. Now, 
After he won the race by less than a second, McLaughlin tried to jump from his bonnet, but he didn't quite stick the landing. He said that he looked like a wombat on the ground, but hey, the Romanian judge is still going to give him a solid (laughs) 7.5. Now, McLaughlin had another moment a couple of minutes later. He was sitting on his car and then suddenly leapt up because the heat from the exhaust was burning his backside. Well, don't worry because after that, he followed in the footsteps of Aussie F1 driver Daniel Ricciardo and UFC fighter tight to Avasa by doing a shoey. It's not a bad way to cool down after a race like that. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. And sticking with cricket, Australian story last night on the ABC was on Aussie legend Glenn McGrath. It touches a bit on his career, but it's more about his life off the field. It's well worth a watch if you used to copy his bowling action like I did as a kid, even if you're just a cricket fan, it's also great. Uh, I'll put a link to the video in your episode notes. Gabs, who did you copy as a kid? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to copy you by copying him. Accurate on the stumps, bit of swing. Who are Glenn McGrath in? Indeed. So today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. What was the scoreline in Australia's last test tour of Pakistan back in 1998? Gabs, what was it? Yeah, well, there were three matches, but it finished 1-0. So obviously a couple of drawn matches there. Yeah, Australia won the first test and the second and third were drawn. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. Martin and Lucy will be back with you tomorrow. They'll catch you then.